Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena and I love to share good stories with you. Today is Easter Sunday. When my children were little, we would get up very early on Easter morning, get dressed, and go to the sunrise service. We would gather in the garden as the birds sang cheerfully from the treetops. Our priest would greet us, Alleluia! Christ is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Alleluia! We would reply. As I remember those Easter sunrises standing in the garden, watching the sky brighten, listening to the bird song, smelling the damp earth. It's easy for me to imagine arriving at the empty tomb with Mary on the very first Easter morning. In today's Gospel from St. John, it is early morning, still dark, and Mary walks across town. She's sad. Two days ago, on the darkest, most painful day of Mary's life, her good friend Jesus was killed. Mary misses him so much. She prays that God will comfort her as she walks to the tomb. Suddenly she stops and gasps. She begins to tremble. What is this? The stone at the entrance to Jesus' tomb has been moved aside. As Mary stands there, looking at the dark opening to the tomb, memories of the past week come flooding back to her. It had started so well. Jesus rides into Jerusalem as the people sing and shout. Then Jesus goes to the temple, and suddenly everything changes from joy to rage, then death and sadness. And on Friday when Jesus dies on the cross and his disciples bury him quickly in a tomb, before the sun sets where he lays for three days. And now, early on the third day, Here we are in the garden with Mary, looking at the empty tomb, wondering, where is Jesus? Let's listen to today's Sunday story. On That Easter Morning by Mary Joslyn The children clapped their hands and waved palm branches. Jesus is coming, they shouted gleefully. Jesus is coming to Jerusalem for the Passover, just like we are. The grown-ups were equally thrilled. If Jesus is coming to the capital city for the most important festival of the year, they whispered, then he must be coming to do something spectacular. Perhaps he is going to declare himself king and make us free again. God bless the king, someone shouted. At once the whole crowd joined in. God bless the king. God bless the one who comes in God's name. Alleluia! At the center of the joyful uproar, Jesus and his disciples made their way along the road. Jesus was riding a donkey and waving at the crowds as if they were all his friends. They went up to the city and into the temple courtyard. It was like a marketplace with everyone getting ready for the festival. Traders were shouting, customers were haggling. Jesus gazed at the scene with anger and disbelief. Then he sprang into action. This is meant to be a house of prayer, he shouted. Get out at once! 
with surprising strength, Jesus overturned the tables and drove out the animals that were on sale. Coins jingled onto the paving stones. Pigeons flew to the sky in a noisy whir of wings. The religious leaders glowered disapprovingly. It's that preacher from Galilee, they muttered. He claims to be telling people about God and God's kingdom, but he's just a troublemaker and a dangerous one at that. After that, Jesus spent his days preaching as he always did. He asked his disciples to arrange for them all to share a Passover meal together. On the chosen evening, they met in an upstairs room. Jesus stood up, took off his coat, and tied a towel around his waist. Then he brought a bowl of water and began washing his disciples' feet, just as a servant would. I am your teacher and your leader, he explained, but I have acted as your servant. I want you to follow my example and serve each other. Tonight, I am giving you a new commandment. As I have loved you, so you must love each other. The Passover supper was always more than a meal. It was a time for the people to remember how long ago God rescued them from their enemies and led them to a land where they could live in peace. After supper, Jesus took a piece of bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples. Take and eat it, he said. This is my body. Then he took the cup of wine, gave thanks to God, and gave the cup to them. Drink it, all of you, he said. This is my blood. Then he explained that God was going to make a new promise to his people. He said that his body was going to be broken and his blood was going to be shed. Yet because of his suffering, his followers would be able to enter into God's kingdom. At the end of the evening, Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem to find shelter for the night. They walked across the valley to an olive grove known as the Garden of Gethsemane. Once they were deep in the shadows, Jesus gathered them together. You wait here, he said. I want to be alone, to pray. As he disappeared into the darkness, one of the disciples noticed something. Judas Iscariot isn't here. He slipped out earlier, another replied. He'll know to find us here in the usual place. We might as well try to get some sleep. They were barely awake when Judas returned. He was leading a large crowd of armed men. Judas had betrayed Jesus to his enemies, and they were coming to arrest him. Jesus was taken to a great council of priests and teachers of the law, their faces lit by a hundred flickering lamps. The things you are preaching to others are dangerous, they accused. They go against our most sacred beliefs and traditions. Your teaching is a crime against God. Even though they could not prove their accusations, the religious leaders were determined to get rid of Jesus. In the morning, they led him to the Roman governor of Jerusalem, Pontius Pilate. This man claims to be a king, they told him. Pilate was not convinced. However, 
He was concerned about keeping order in the city during the festival. So he appealed to the crowd outside his palace. It is the custom for me to free a prisoner at Passover time, he announced. Shall I set this man free? The crowd waiting was in an angry mood. Crucify him! Crucify him! they shouted. Fearing a riot, Pilate agreed. The Roman soldiers mocked their prisoner. You call yourself a king, they jeered. Welcome to your coronation. They draped a cloak around him as if he were the emperor and pressed a crown of thorns onto his head. Then they beat him and hit him till he was worn out by their violence. When they had finished their fun, they loaded a wooden cross onto Jesus' shoulders and forced him to carry it to the hill called Calvary, which lay just outside the city walls. There, they nailed Jesus to the cross and raised it into position on the hilltop. Two criminals were crucified on either side. Jesus prayed, Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they are doing. As he hung there, the sky turned dark and the air grew cold. Meanwhile, a man named Joseph, who was from the town of Arimathea, went to plead with Pilate to let him take Jesus' body. The late afternoon sun shone dimly as Joseph came to the place of execution. He wrapped Jesus' body in a linen sheet and laid it on a stretcher. A sorrowful little procession of Jesus' friends gathered. They carried the body to Joseph's rock-cut tomb. Gently they laid it on a ledge in the dark cave before hurrying to roll the huge stone door in place. They had no time for the usual funeral customs. The sun was nearly setting, and the blood-red sky reminded them that the Sabbath day was about to begin. When the Sabbath was over, very early on Sunday morning, the group of women who had been at Jesus' burial went back to the tomb. They wanted to wrap the body in the proper way with sweet-smelling spices among the folds of linen. But to their dismay, they found the stone door rolled away. Cautiously, they stepped inside. The body isn't here, one of them whispered. I remember exactly where they put it. Then they saw them, two figures in shining clothes standing in the dim light. Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive, they asked. Jesus is not here. He has been raised to life. The women hurried away to tell their astonishing news to the disciples. The body is gone, they exclaimed. We don't know where it is. The one named Mary Magdalene persuaded two of them, Peter and John, to go and see for themselves. John ran faster and reached the tomb first, but Peter came racing up behind and went straight in. It was just as they were told. The body was gone. All that remained were the linen wrappings. The two men stepped outside into the dawn light. As the sky paled from gray to pearl, hope rose in their hearts. Perhaps the news was true. Perhaps Jesus really was alive. Mary Magdalene stood by the tomb, weeping. As she peered inside, she saw two angels. Why are you crying? they asked her. 
They have taken away the body of Jesus, she said. I know where they have put him. She turned around as she heard a voice and saw a figure silhouetted against the sky. Why are you crying? asked the person. Who are you looking for? He must be the gardener, thought Mary. Oh, sir, she said, if you took the body away, please tell me where I can find it. Mary, came the only answer. Then she knew. She was looking at Jesus himself. The sun rose, shining gold in the clear blue sky. Mary knew for sure that this was good news for all of Jesus' friends and followers. Jesus was alive again, not a king in this world, but the king of heaven. The dark power of death was defeated. God's own love lit the world on that Easter morning. The story you just heard is the wonderful retelling of the Easter story. It is the story of God's love lighting up the world and bringing the joy of new life for you and for me and for everyone. Someone once said that Jesus gave his life for those who did not understand him though they loved him and for those who did not love him because they did not understand him. Jesus died for us all so that we may have a place with him in God's kingdom. As Mary stands weeping by the empty tomb, she hears the man whom she thinks is the gardener say her name, Mary. Immediately, she recognizes his familiar voice, Jesus, she replies. This voice belongs to her beloved teacher, the voice that told her she was cherished by God, the voice that answered all her questions, the voice that laughed with her and the other disciples, the voice that cried out from the cross. Mary knew his voice because she recognized the love in his voice. This Easter morning as we sing our alleluias at church and celebrate at our homes with our families with egg hunts and delicious dinners, let's listen for the love of Jesus in the voices of everyone around us on this most happy day. Let us pray. Alleluia, alleluia. We sing this day, joining heaven and earth that rejoice with delight. Jesus our Lord is risen today. God's love and light are here to stay. Joining heaven and earth that rejoice with delight. Alleluia, alleluia. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. 